Welcome everyone. We're about to begin verses Hashem BPM number twenty-five. That's Bais Panimi for the men. Shear number twenty-five. We're continuing discussing guidance on how to know and understand and love your wife. We talked about questions to ask and how to practice those questions as exercises from one week to the next to keep on trying and building to connect to be the best husbands we can be for our wives and for our marriages, and to continue to write down these questions, think about it, and work towards it. Is num- is This question is, is, would your wife say you are a good listener? She may say yes, in which case you could even get better. She may say no, in which case it's a good point to start. To, to start. A good listener means not just listening with your ears, but actually using your mind and your heart to understand and pay attention to what she is saying. And the truth be told is even if she's, let's say, complaining about something that you don't quite grasp why or what she's complaining about, or she's in a dilemma and she's upset about something and you're not clearly understanding why she's so upset about something, even if you have that question in your mind, the very listening to her and saying to yourself is, yes, I may not be in her shoes. I may not understand clearly what's upsetting her, but I'll do everything I can to listen empathetically to listen to her, to show that I care. I may not be fully in her shoes, but I want to try to do my best to try to be in her shoes as much as possible and to help her and understand her, even if right now I may not be there yet. That is a great aspect. And a wife usually does very much appreciate this. It's important to know this, that we talked about it before, that sometimes a wife says, I have this problem, I don't know what to do with this and that. And the husband in error thinks he thinks of the he hears the problem and says, Oh, this is a solution, and he means well, and he may even have the accurate solution at hand, and he just gives that to his wife. And his wife will still get upset at him. Why? Because right now she's not interested in hearing solutions. That solution you could tell her ten minutes down the road, fifteen minutes down the road. But in the next ten, fifteen minutes, she needs to hear and you to hear her and empathize. And, and 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 to allow her to talk and 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 not necessarily be logical and to accept her emotional state and to accept the emotionalism and to accept her her feelings and that is learning how to be a good listener or in conversations to have a good listening abilities it's a good lesson it's a good skill to have in life certainly good in marriage another question is similar to the question we had last week also pertain to vulnerability. Do you admit to your wife when you have problems and need her comfort? Sometimes the most healthy thing in vulnerability, this could happen during in physical intimacy, in the foreplay or afterplay, where you admit to your wife that you need her comfort and you need her warmth and you need her love, which is hard for a man often to do. Again, you worry about rejection and things like that. But if your wife does that for you, you also have to learn not to reject, but to accept it and to give her what she needs. If she admits to you, I need you to comfort me. I need you to love me. I need you to hold me. You don't, you don't take it lightly. You take it as a loving privilege and responsibility. If she says she needs to be held and comforted and loved, you hold her and you comfort her and you love her. And sometimes when you need that from your wife, could you admit that to her and to discuss it openly 
Sometimes you may feel she'll think less of you that way. You're not so strong. But very often what happens is she'll admire you even more for that. And that's very, very important. The next question is whether you believe you could actually live a full and happy life without your wife. And very often people make the wrong conclusion by thinking that they can. You know, they, they could eat their own suppers, they could do their own thing. But that doesn't lead you to a fuller life. It doesn't lead you to a happier life. And one needs to realize this. This is a very deep question. Do you believe that you can live a full and happy life without your wife? And the truth be told is, sometimes a husband may think it would be a lot easier at times, less pressure, but a fuller life? No. A happier life? No. You need your wife and working together for that happy and full life together. And to figure out ways to understand that and realize that the normal healthy challenges of marriage, even if there's bumps in the roads and can be unpleasant, is ultimately will will and can lead the most beautiful peace, uh, peace and the most harmonious achdus that they could possibly be. Another question similar to last time, do you encourage your wife to develop her full potential as a woman, as a wife, as a human being? This is a little different than what we spoke about in the last year of accepting your wife as she is instead of trying to redo her. Here, you're already at that point where you're not trying to redo her. You're appreciating her as she is. And now you're taking the extra step of, okay, how do I encourage my wife to develop that, what I accept in her and love in her, to bring out her fullest potential? And we have so much ability to do that for her. Are you able to learn from your wife and value what she says? This is also, for many husbands, difficult to do. Especially if they're in the culture, it's a man's world out there. And in the ha- house, I'm a man of the house. Yeah, I'll listen to my wife here and there on things. But ultimately, I have to say, I know what I'm doing. And so again, so husbands feel very often vulnerable. I don't want to, you know, what can I learn from my wife? Uh, what can I value in what she says? And, and very often, we need to realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sometimes, very, very often, he, he doesn't may not speak to us directly, but very often a lot of things that our wives tell us or the way she behaves and for you to learn from and to value indeed what she's saying, even if you may not agree with what she's saying, but to realize that it has value. Hashem put you there. Especially your own spouse. On the wife's side, I say the same thing, but on the men's side here, it seems to be uh, very often we have our, with the men, we're in yeshivas and we, 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 we have this um, experience and the wives don't or they seem to know less. What can you learn already? You can learn a ton from your wife. You can learn a lot on what she says and what she does. Every wife, maybe whether it seems externally or not, has a lot of very deep, deep wisdom in them. Sometimes you could tell intellectually, but even if they're not intellectually driven, and it's emotional. They have a certain wisdom that men don't have. And we can learn from our wives. So these questions I'm saying over here, can you learn from your wife and value what she says? Not just write down the question, but then through the course of the week, as she's talking, as you're interacting, indeed you will find things that you can learn from your wife. 
and value things that she says. And, you know, she's saying this, I'm going to give it thought. This is something that I really could work on. Or this is something that she's saying that not only makes sense, but it's a good lesson in life. If you, if you open up your ears to want to listen and to listen, Hashem will open it up for you and you'll actually gain treasures from the things that your wife does, from her behaviors and what she says that will have great value to you. Frankly, even those flaws that we both know she needs to correct, you need to correct, you're working on each other's flaws, but as you're working on them, and even if the flaws do exist, you will learn a lot from that too. And that's another important thing. Another thing that's important is, is does your wife feel that she's the most important thing, person to you and the most important thing to anyone else in your life? Aside from Hakadosh Baruch Hu Himself, where it says, God Himself, other than God Himself, the one relationship that you have to, that you need, that your wife, that to feel that she is the most important person to you, not your Rebbe, not your parents, not anybody. She is the most important person, other than God. Hashem says that. Hashem is saying that you need to be cleave to her. She needs to be that important to you above everything else, even above your children like we spoke about in many, many other shiurim. And that's very, very important. Another thing, and I think this is probably the most core question of this week, and again, this will probably be the last shear right now on these questions, but this year, the prior year, the one before that, please review these questions. Think about it and use exercises for it. Here is one. Do you believe you know at least five of your wife's major needs and how to meet those needs in a skillful way? I'm going to say it again. Please write this one down. Do you believe you know at least five of your wife's major needs and how to meet those needs in a skillful way? Requires sometimes thought to, to understand what your wife's needs are. Sometimes you could even open up a conversation. You do shiurim together on the shiurim we had in the main group on love languages. And then we have shiurim that talked about 10 different needs to discuss it between each other. Some things intuitively you could know, some things that she'll tell you. And then how to skillfully meet them. Sometimes you could do it as teamwork. She could explain to you how you could fulfill her needs, and so on and so forth. So this idea of listing those five needs as, as some of what she needs and then doing your, you, what you can in a skillful way to fulfill those needs is a way to connect very deeply in your marriage. Another thing connected to it is, do you know what your wife needs when she's under stress or when she's discouraged? You need to figure out cues to know when she feels down and to pick her up. I talk in the other side of the Mechitza how important that is for a wife to encourage her husband and to pick him up. And it is perfectly okay when you're having normal, healthy conversations with your wife. You know something? I love you. I appreciate you. But something that you could do for me that I really, really need is if I have a hard day or I feel down, your word of encouragement. You have to be honest with your wife with this. When you tell me when you, when you tell your wife honestly this, and you tell her, when you tell me 
keep up the good work. I appreciate your learning. I appreciate you doing this for the kids. It means so much to me. It helps me. It keeps me going. The wife needs to know this. And usually, ruba de ruba de ruba, most of the time, she'll reciprocate gladly. Gladly. To, 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 to help you. But it goes the other way around too. If your wife needs that support, needs encouragement, encourage her. When she's discouraged, encourage her. When she's under stress, relieve that distress. Very, very important to do so. Another question that's a very core question. When you offend your wife, do you usually admit you were wrong? Do you usually seek her forgiveness? It's so sad. People relate to me very often. It was a wife that said this, that the husband put her down all the time through the course of the marriage, never once thought to ask Mechila, even Erev Rosh Hashanah, even Erev Yen Kippur. Such a lack of self-awareness. We husbands have to break that pattern of a lack of self-awareness. We have to break that pattern of ignorance. We have to understand that when we offend our wives, again, we don't have to be perfect husbands. But when we hurt our wives, we need to admit to them, not just to the Rabbi Shalom, but to admit to them, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Please be me. How could I be better? Let's have conversations. I'm going to be better. Not just say the word lip service, but then do the acts of how you're going to do that better. That's another side. Another question. Would your wife say you praise her at least once a day? If the answer is yes, then do it more than once a day. If the answer is no, start at least with once a day. Praise her. Praise her for what she does for you. Praise her for her goodness. Praise her for her wise decisions. Praise her for her interactions with the children. Praise her in her physical beauty, in her emotional beauty, in her spiritual beauty. You do that at least once a day. This is important to do. It makes no difference whether she is in the Nida period or in the physically available period. Physically available period, obviously, is very natural and it sometimes could come easier when you could physically hold and touch and have physical marital relations. But even in the Nida period, this is equally more important you praise her at least once a day and often more on her goodness and on her capabilities. And her, you're allowed to stay in her need period. You look very nice today. It's perfectly fine. It's not triggering. You say it. You say nice things. Again, certain halachas, you, you look at the halachas. But the halachas does not hold back from being, putting, building her up, saying beautiful things to her. You could say so much even in the need of period, that builds her up, makes her feel good, in a way even better, because there's no quote-unquote um, ulterior motive of the physical marital intimacy there now. What am I saying this for right now? You're investing for the future, yes, but right now I'm not gaining that um, physical pleasures of the marital union right now. I'm saying this because I'm praising her, because I do love her, because I do appreciate her, and that's very, very important. Another thing also that your wife, does your wife say that you're a protector? Now, of course, who's the real protector in Klai Yisrael? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu designed husbands as a role, as his shliach, to do that protecting, at least the pa'ula of protecting, to be protective of the house, to be protective of her, to take care of her, to know her limitations and to understand them, be sensitive to it and fulfill those gaps. Take care of her. She needs to be taken care of. And and you take care of her. Another point. 
Does your wife say you usually consider her feelings and ideas when making a decision that affects the family or her? Do you consider her feelings? Do you consider her ideas? This is very, very important. It's important. It's a similar to the question, are you able to learn from your wife and value what she says? It's not just valuing what she says. It's valuing her feelings and ideas and to take it light, not, not take it lightly. This is true even if you disagree with her. You could say, I disagree with this perspective of what you're saying and let me explain why and you do it in a loving way. That's okay. But at the very least, even if when you disagree, I understand fully what you're saying. I see your point of view. I understand where you're coming from. It has so much value. Then, would your wife say you enjoy being with her or sharing many of life's experiences with her? You need to show to your wife that you enjoy being with her. You need to show to your wife that when she talks about her day, it may seem in your brain mundane, but it doesn't. She got a sale on this. She bought shoes for that. It's valuable. Her life experience is valuable to you. She needs to see that you enjoy being with her. You enjoy her inner world. Even if intrinsically it's something that normally wouldn't interest you, whether she bought that pair of shoes or the other, or she met this on the street or that. But it's not intrinsic, but the very fact that it's your wife's interest, it becomes your interest. It becomes your interest. This is in a way also, by the way, how people learn how to learn certain Gemaras that they don't really have a strong drive for. Let's say certain Gemaras in Bambatsi about loans and, and things like that, which are difficult and you don't really have a drive for it. When you think to yourself, though, I may not have, have, have an inner drive or cheshik for this, but my, but but if Hashem desires this because it's His Tyra, that means I need to desire it too, even if you don't really feel it. Same concept here. I may not enjoy the actual topic that my wife is discussing now, but because she is the one who is, who's discussing it, and because she is someone I value and I love and I cherish, cherish, therefore this is important to me. Whether I feel it emotionally or not right now makes no difference. This is important to me. And going back again to looking at these questions and ex- doing the exercise with this actually changes and transforms the marriage as we're going to talk about at length going forward of how to heal a breach when there was a breach, how if you did drive your wife away, how to get her back, how to make the bond even stronger. All this will learn, all this will value, all, the, all this we will develop. Are you able to learn from your wife and value what she says? Does your wife, that she feels that she's the most important person than anyone else to you in the world, other than God himself? Do you believe you know at least five of your wife's needs and how to meet them in a skillful way? Do you know what your wife needs when she's under stress or when she's discouraged? When you offend your wife, do you usually admit you were wrong and seek her forgiveness or not? When you Would your wife say you praise her at least once a day? Would your wife say you are a protector? And again, but Hashem wants you to be viewed as a protector for Klai Yisrael. You know, 
Hashem watches the base of Migdash, but nevertheless, Hashem wanted there be guards around the base of Migdash. There's many Mepharshim that talk about it. One of it is because it's the covet of the base of Migdash to have the Shemrim there. They're not protecting. Hashem is protecting. But these protectors, these guards, are needed in the base of Migdash. Hashem values them and wants them, not because they're actually doing any protecting per se, but that stance of protection is a covet to the base of Migdash. The same thing applies. Hashem wants you to, quote-unquote, protect your wife. I, Hashem, is doing it in the midst of mezuzahs of Shmira. And if, 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 you know, only Hashem could really protect, but Hashem placed you, husband, in the role of protecting your wife. It's Akara Satoyev for when your wife surrounded you seven times, protecting you from the Yetzirah. That way, you protect her in every other area as well. And do you consider her feelings when she makes decisions? Do you enjoy being with her? And one needs to reframe this, by the way. This is when you learn more about her. Learn ways to enjoy being with her. Learn ways of sharing experiences with her. And all of these things, all of these questions, when practiced, when observed, when using these exercises, could truly transform yourselves into being wonderful husbands. And only you will gain. You become wonderful husbands to your wives. Can my imponim, alponim, they'll shower at you beyond, way beyond shefa and bracha and, and, and the most unbelievable things. Bracha and atzlacha.